That was awesome. I would like we both did it. Welcome to the second season of the Connecticut Show. That is right. We didn't we didn't know who was going to start the show or who was going to do the 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 radio intro. Um, and so somehow we accidentally both did the radio call and intro. 2023 is starting off right I think, already. Yeah, that is good. I think I have such uh, such high hopes for season two. Me too. All right. So you get it? Season two, me too, T-W-O-T-O-O. Come on, people. Oh, Y'all with us? God, my hopes are going down. So down, down. Yeah, we, had a, we had a strong intro, though. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of synergy. Everyone... That's the end of the show. <laughs> Hope y'all enjoyed. Thank you for tuning in to the Connecticut show. All right, everybody. Welcome uh, back. We've been away for for a little bit, a little bit of travel, a little bit of a holiday festivity action. And, uh, and some. were we ill? I feel like there was some illness. Are we okay? I think we're both healthy. Were we, there, there was a, a virus that went around one time. You're right. I feel like we missed one show because we thought about going through the off season. We thought about coasting through the holidays and getting a couple shows in. And then I feel like there was a comedy of errors. And then we just put our hands up and said, season one is done. Yes. And we're ready for season two. That is something like what happened. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so now that we are back and now that we're back in studio, Terrence, what did you do? What did you do over the break? I will first finish working. And my wife finished working. The kids got out of school, which let me say something about school in Connecticut. We don't get enough break time. Ask me how I know that. (laughs) Sure. Terrence, how do you know that? So over the break, I was fortunate enough and privileged enough to go to St. Lucia. Caribbean country, uh, right off, more or less off the coast of South America, not right off the coast, but it's near Barbados, Martinique, St. Vincent, but went down there. I get down there and I'm talking to some of my wife's friends who are from there. Their kids have been out of school since December the 4th. We had gotten out of school the day before my family flew down. Ask me what day that was. Um, Hey, Terrence, what day was that? December the 23rd. December the 23rd, man, that, that's, uh, that's much further away than December 4th. Yes, and those students down there went back on January the 9th. Hey, I'm going to get ahead of this and just ask, when, when do you, uh, our students here in Connecticut go back? Travis, thank you so much for asking that. Now, I catch on pretty quickly. My daughters were supposed to go back to school the day after January the 1st holiday, which was Monday this year. So this was supposed to be back at school on Tuesday. Tuesday the 2nd. So from the 23rd to the 2nd was, and I'm going to, let's just throw this out. Is this kind of a national thing or is this specific to the state of Connecticut? Do you know that? We, we understand that St. Lucia has a much wider holiday gap. And I think that that would be pretty consistent across mm-hmm. many other countries. This is very much Connecticut. Oh, really? Like, this is not... If I go to Wisconsin, I'm going to have more holiday time. Okay. I should be fair here. (laughs) I I don't know. In South Carolina, Georgia, they get out at least two weeks. I know that. Like, when I was in school and even when I worked in the school system down there, 
students they were out for two weeks for those holidays. Here we get a week and it's really tight. You get out right before the holiday. So if you celebrate, if you celebrate Christmas, you get out right before Christmas. And then you go back usually right the day after New Year's. So basically you get a week off here for the most part. All right. It's pretty tight for traveling. I'm being selfish and privileged, I realize, and I don't want to discount what I do have, but it is different. And ain't no BSing with the holidays down there. Uh, as in they celebrate them in a big way, or what does that mean? It means they're closed. They don't work. Oh. Which I appreciate. We work too much here, y'all. Just let y'all know that right now. We work. I know people say, oh, it's how we get ahead, man. Forget all that. We should be, we sh- we should be chilling. Like, it's funny. Get gas station on Christmas Day. I think where we're at, it may have been one open. Like, there, things are closed. Stores are closed. And You're talking about where you were. In St. Lucia. Not here in Connecticut. Yeah, St. Lucia. Yeah. Day after, day after Christmas on the 26th? closed there was there was nothing open i think they call that christmas holiday and they do like a boxing day minus the shopping because you couldn't really do boxing day there because everything's closed it is <laughs> it, it, it was a but it was a good experience humbling experience we got to go to the beach in december and january which would be like torture here but really fun there 80 degree days there was some rain and some wind but I mean, still 80 degrees, sunshine every day. Very different vibe than being here in Connecticut, I would say. But, you know, can't complain. Have fun. The family loved it. They did not want to come back. Even though it's not, hasn't been a very chilly winter. Besides when we left, it was like six degrees when we left Connecticut. We flew out of Boston. But besides that, it's been a pretty mild winter here. I um. So you were sending me pictures throughout and they're gorgeous and um just really big skies one thing that connecticut does not have a sky there's so many trees it's hard to look up and see anything and you were just sending these beautiful pictures of sweeping clouds and and endless ocean and and then you had to come back and i think it was (laughs) like during that like uh that whatever that winter breeze polar ice thing is anyway it was pretty cold i don't know what they're called Polar vortex? Is that what it is? That sounds cool, though. Well, we left doing that, I think. Did you? And when we came back, it was just Whenever you came back, it It still felt cold, though. And whatever it was, even if it was in the 20s, what you left there to come back to Connecticut was, um, man, that must have been rough. Absolutely. That's why it was a full plane to St. Lucia on the way from Boston. Ah, (laughs) Standing room only. Right. Can you do standing room only on a plane? Absolutely. Okay. Standing room only on the plane, on the flight. There's a uh, there's a great line in the movie Belfast about uh, there's nothing wrong with an outdoor restroom except for on airplanes. Touche. Just a good line. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so you come back and and here you are. And um, how long does it take you to acclimate to Connecticut weather? Pretty quickly. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Uh, really, the question was how long did it take me to acclimate down there? Okay. Because it hold, was it hold was on. hot. Oh, re- re- rewind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do this right. Hey, so I was curious. How long did it take you to acclimate to the weather down in St. Lucia? I really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. Don't get me wrong, but 
usually out we don't i've very seldom have i done that drastic of a switch like other times i've been places like we went to mexico one time but we went during the summer so it wasn't super drastic it was definitely hotter in mexico don't get me wrong but not super drastic six degrees when we left boston 80 degrees when we landed in saint lucia so i was i was okay but i was sweating a lot the whole time my body was just every time i woke up or when we were somewhere especially as the temperatures rose during the day i'd be i would be sweating i think some my wife thought something was wrong with me i think she probably thought i was on <laughs> drugs or something like, i'm not i'm just just hot and i was really i really was fine but i could tell like i'm not used to this right now i am um, but i enjoyed it don't get me wrong again you kind of what you said you can't beat being able to go to the beach beautiful beautiful country beautiful country I um I had so first of all one of the things you said was uh they celebrate the holidays right but you know I don't I don't actually celebrate Christmas and this happens to me every year right where I go to do something on Christmas and I'm like why is everything closed like for the <laughs> for those of us who don't right maybe necessarily recognize it it is a it is an unhappy reminder every year where you're like what is going on yeah. um and it's worth it for the collective I'm very happy that everybody has that day off I have no problem with it but it's it's uh, something I forget about until I need something. And for some reason, every year I need something on Christmas right. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look at it from the standpoint of not just the holiday, because, again, there's, a, there's a, some privilege in that. But I look at it from the standpoint of just taking your time and taking the day off. The value, the value of that, the value of that possibly for kids, of, it's I could definitely see value in it and being able to teach people. It's okay to take take some time away. I and agree. Now I'm being I I am gonna be a bit hypocritical because I will say I don't think I would want my children to have a month off <laughs> from You don't. So after school. that whole speech, this whole lead in, this so whole I want propaganda. Two weeks. I want two weeks. Yeah. But selfishly again. You know, I don't know what I'd do with them for the two weeks. That's my only problem. Fair I mean, enough. excuse me, for the for the for a month. Yeah. But I know they would love it, and I, I think I could get used to it. But again, that's why I say there's some hypocrisy there. But more or less, Connecticut, I am pushing for more than a week off for that holiday, or for that break, for winter break, not just for the holiday, just for winter break, more than more than a week. I did a a little more traditional New England. Um, holiday. Again, I don't really celebrate it, but I was around here. I didn't go anywhere. No grand islands or beautiful skies or anything like that other than uh, the beauty that's here in New England. I did spend some time down in New York. I uh, actually went down as far as Jersey. Cute little towns. By the way, we've given New Jersey uh, some guff on this show, and I've got to say I saw one or two towns that I thought, I could live here. It's nice. It's really beautiful. I think there's uh, some some best kept secrets down there that they're probably okay keeping secret. I just like to say to everybody in New Jersey, go back and listen to the episode. I think it was Travis. No, I'm pretty sure it wasn't me. Okay. No, I think I've always <laughs> been very pro Jersey. That sounds that sounds more <laughs> like me, Terrence. Um, but also went up to Boston. Went up to uh, Cambridge. Yes. Um, and and had a lovely time. Just uh, this is a great area to be. 
around the holidays. The the weather is appropriate for all of the classic Christmas cards and, and everything else. And uh, the people here are lovely. Such great shops. Um, I actually went to, um, it's next to Cambridge, but it's not Cambridge, but it also starts with a C. Boston. Uh, Boston, yeah. My goodness, that's exactly what I wasn't thinking. But I do I do appreciate you uh, coming in. Concord, that's where I was. Concord is another yes. lovely little town. And um, went and met some of the most beautiful people in the world. Just, just had a lovely uh, winter holiday with some people that I wouldn't trade for anything. And um, got, uh, got to see some parts of Massachusetts I had not seen before. Okay, good stuff. So what was beautiful about this New England holiday that you're telling me about? So, um, again, I don't really care about the holiday. This New England break. Yeah, there we go. We'll go with that. Winter break, even though you work, but we'll, we'll call it winter break anyway. Um, so, wait, I've, I've got to tell you the story. So I go to meet some friends at a place called the Dubliner, which is this little Irish pub in the center of Boston. Dubliner. Yeah, no, I've got to tell you the story. It's pretty good. And um, so I'm going to the Dubliner and there's some friends and there's a lot of car swapping, right? Because there's a lot of different people that are going to meet there. And so like I drive so far or actually someone drove so far and then I picked up and then we dropped off. And in my mind, right? And, and I think according to plan, this is very important, Terrence. According to plan, I eventually drive several people into Boston, right? But that plan changed. And what happened is when that plan changed, my mind didn't catch up with that change. And so I left all of my stuff in my car, including my wallet. So we go and everyone's ordering and I'm ordering like more of everything because, you know, I have so much money. I'm just like so much money to throw around, <laughs> right? <laughs> they're like, would you like another drink? And I'm like, yes, make it your most expensive. Yeah, just, you know, making the making the, <laughs> the money <laughs> throw side. Make There's no actual the money. <laughs> No, no idea, by the way, that my wallet is back in my car and, um, and that everyone there is going to get stuck with this bill and that um, we, we get to the part where the, where the bill is going to come and I'm, I'm feeling especially generous. So I sneak over to the, the cashier, the, the person there and I become tight, very close at the time. Great conversation. Do you know how social I am? Yes. Yeah. That's why I'm finding the story very amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, how about what? What's the damage? Because I'm just going to cover it. So you know, as a as a holiday farewell, you know, and uh, and so she gives me the number, and I'm like, all right, here. And then I reach in my pocket, and I realize I do not have any money. And so I'm like, okay, I just need to know it's fine because the ATMs now have Apple. Well, that's the first question I ask her. Do you have Apple Pay? And she's like, no. Who has Apple Pay? <laughs> right? No, it's only the '90s. And so I'm like, that's fine. Most ATMs have Apple Pay. So just tell me where the nearest ATM is. And she's like, there's a 7-Eleven. And, and to tell you where my mind is, I pass a Chase bank and I, I pass another bank to go up to the 7-Eleven. But because my mind is like so frazzled, I'm not even noticing these other ATMs. And then you go to the ATM at 7-Eleven and there's no, no Apple Pay on them. Right. So then I run back. And at the same time, I'm not 100% sure I did leave my wallet in the car. So I'm having like all of this anxiety, like I think it's in my car, but it could also be at X, Y, or Z, one of these other places we right. stopped at. So I'm also making calls to these other places saying, hey, you didn't happen to find a wallet anywhere, right? And um, they're all saying, no, no, no. So I'm like, eh, it, it could be in my car, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't help me. 
go to Bank of America's. I'm a Chase person. Go to Bank of America. They do have the Apple Pay, but they won't take the Chase ATM Apple Pay, right? They're like, we're not going to do that. Or something was wrong. Let me just say, that's, that may not be definitive, but they they kept like reporting back. No, no, we can't use your version of Apple Pay. And I was like, okay. So then I'm running back and I'm like, oh man, I'm out of options. And then there's a Chase and I am so excited. I'm like, ah, it's going to work. Going to be able to get the money I need, pay this off. Everyone will be happy. The Chase ATMs had been rebooted and nobody had logged in. So when you go to the ATMs, they both had like the username and password. Oh, and I was like, oh my God. So I had to ask a friend to cover for me. It was, it was quite humiliating. So, I mean, that's the story I'm sure you were looking for when you were like, what, what made this New England uh, holiday so wonderful? That was it. That was... You're humbling, humbled. <laughs> humiliating was, is not really... Yeah, humiliating is more humbling. appropriate. You was very humbling. Uh, I will say Dubliner, nice place. If you are ever in Boston and looking for... Um, okay, so this is a question, any Bostonian. Every person in that pub had an Irish accent. And that's possible. But also, they wouldn't fake an Irish accent, right? They wouldn't make all of the staff. That would be wrong, right? That would be offensive. Somebody would be, somebody would catch on and say, hey, you know, that's not okay. But also, what is the probability that there are that many people in Boston who want to work at the Dubliner that have a legitimate native accent to the country of Ireland? I think it's like a thousand percent possible. You think there is a, a very large Irish population there and they all want to work at the Dubliner? <laughs> I think it's a very large population and it's not hard for them to get Yeah, that many people with the Irish accent. All right. Well, I... Uh, that's, my, that's what I'm betting. But to be fair, if I went there, I wouldn't know if they were faking an accent or not. So Fair enough. Because they wouldn't, right? I mean, it's more likely what you're saying. It's more likely that that that's a sustainable thing but also you couldn't hire based on that could you i think they absolutely could be you... faking the accent to be clear okay <laughs> if my facetiousness wasn't coming through they could be faking it i don't know why they would it wouldn't doesn't seem like it make the bar more popular and like you said they probably get caught but i think they could be and i you know there's there's reasons to believe that it's been done before. But also, you couldn't hire based on that, right? You can say, oh, you don't, you know, you don't have a certain characteristic that we're looking for. Or maybe, they, I mean, they've got... Hey, they never hired me at Hooters. Yeah, I was just going to bring up Hooters. I mean, they've got to have some... Abercrombie and Fitch only hired people, apparently, that were attractive. A lot of things that people get hired for that are not necessarily legal. Didn't that come crashing down on them, though? Yo, yeah, they, that, there's, a, there's a show about it, apparently. Yeah, I don't know if it came crashing down on them because of that, and we're way off topic of New England, but uh, so many questions. No, we didn't, because there's an Abercrombie and Fitch in New England. Is there? Somewhere. Shut up. Today there is? Somewhere. It, or it used to be. Huh. Well, there it is. So, so far we've learned a lot. One, it's going to be hot if you go to St. Lucia. Two, make sure you have your wallet before you go to the Dubliner. And two, there was uh, there's some hiring practices that may seem a little dodgy these days still today. Indeed. All right. And I if mean, you go to the Dubliner, it sounds like you can skip your bill because if y'all realizing this story, Travis was able to leave the bar for it sounds like for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I get, but and come okay. Back so and pay. first of all, there were several people that stayed at that table. Second of all, though, like I, I felt really close to this this specific uh, cashier person. I think they trusted me implicitly, and they also saw me. Like if you looked out the window, you saw me in like a comic book pose, running up and down the street to the different ATMs. So unless there was this extremely elaborate uh, version of conning that cashier to the point where I was theatrically running up and down the street. Uh, there's there's plenty of reason not to think I was I was, you know, gonna just walk away from that. Are you hanging out with these friends again? Uh, goodness, I hope so. <laughs> you know what that tells me, out. everybody? <laughs> Travis dipped them for the bill. No, <laughs> so I he told hopes. You. So I went he to. Hopes they yeah, come back. I did. I did go to one. I was like, okay, this is super embarrassing, but I think my wallet is in the car. And they're like, I've got you. I've got you. And um. Very, like I said, good people. Good people. Very happy to spend some yeah. time with them. Another lesson in there. Find friends that will let you stiff them on the bill and pay for it. That's how you know they're your friends, right? Exactly. Uh, but otherwise, family was uh, was lovely. We had the kids back from uni, and, and it's just been a, um, a lovely holiday period. That's, it's funny you say you had them back from uni, because when I was in St. Lucia, I met a couple of college-age people, and... They are a country that says they're going to university. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was talking to a friend of a friend, and he's like, he's at university, and I just found that funny because that's not what we say in America. You don't say you're at. You university. keep saying that, but I say it. So we yeah. do say it in America. Yeah, you say it in America. There we go. We we <laughs> collectively we do because I do. Yeah. But that was pretty funny. You you missed the pointing. There was a there was a, a very accusatory. Yeah, you say, say it, America. Who like, else says that? Like I was up to no good with my. Uh, with my I think that the, that's the that's the is that the Irish in you that says that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe we've not we've touched on this once that you and I both have Irish. Could heritage. be the Irish in me too, though. Maybe I should start saying it. Yeah. Um. So, we have a listener. I do want to bring up this listener. Um, who has challenged us on the big E. And I got a message. I sent these on to you as well, Terrence, I believe. I, I, I remember. Listening to our show. And uh, sends sends out a message saying that they disagreed pretty passionately with our position on the big E. So I want you to know, I went out and listened to that episode. And first of all, again, if you get to the big E episode, we apologize for the sound quality. That was a comedy of errors that day. Second of all, though, I felt like we were quite neutral. Like when I went back and listened to it, I didn't feel especially harsh about the big E. I felt like we came across like there were some good things, but largely it's just like any other state fair. Uh, And who doesn't love a good state fair? I feel like that was how we concluded that episode. Terrence, did you feel the same way? I thought we were very kind. <laughs> You're missing Terrence's face. Could have been. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was even more harsh. Uh, yeah, because it's overrated. <laughs> the biggie is overrated. I, I, and I'm sorry, I know that it's going to cut down my sponsorships with the Big E. Yeah. And anything on, probably on the west side of Massachusetts. However, the Big E, to myself, was overrated. I am willing to go back and do some of the things that 
the listener suggested. Yeah. But in the words of Jay-Z, if I can quote, we don't believe you. You need more people. <laughs> um, we invited this person on. We'll see if they come. They're more than welcome. We would love Absolutely. to have them. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, I think it's fair. And I think it's about time. We talk about this all the time, Terrence. I think it is about time for us to invite a dyed-in-the-wool New Englander on the show to rebut because we have just had our say. We have just had our, like, this is what our experience is like, and this is what our experience is like. And to be fair, that is what this show is. The show is you and I showed up to New England one day, and we're experiencing it, and we're telling people what our experience is like. And to be fair, hey, y'all, we've stayed. Yeah. We haven't said, it's, it's been pretty good thus far. We However, have so many nice things to say. Absolutely. There's a few things nice to say about the Big E. We tried, not just tried, I think we authentically said a nice, uh, we, we, we gave it a nice review. I thought so. Yeah. However, I thought we were kind for, <laughs> because of how much people hype it up. It does so receive a lot of fanfare. I yeah. did have to go in there. I went in there with a higher expectation because of how much it was hyped up. And I think we did a good job of kind of tamping down our expectations to go in there and try to be as neutral as possible. But it was very hard, and I was expecting a little more because, again, everybody hyped it up. And after I went, I met a couple of people who, by the way, are from New England, who said, oh, yeah, a little overrated. It's one of the things you do once or every now and then, but no need to go every year. Their words, not mine. Paraphrase, not quotes. But still, their words, not mine. Now, what I will say in this person's defense, and maybe in a lot of the people who really love it, I think it's part of their childhood, right? Like, I think it's something where you grow up with the Big E. Absolutely. And, like, see that. anything that is drenched in nostalgia. Like, if you ask me about certain things in my childhood, I promise you I'm going to tell you I love them, and then I will take you to them, and you'll be like, you love what? And I'll be like this, and you'll be like, I'm here. Just point out the thing you love, right? That happens. But but I didn't feel that until this conversation, right? I didn't feel like, oh, I love it because it is so much part of my childhood or so much part of this experience. I felt the recommendation we were getting was like, just prepare to be amazed. You're not going to walk through those front gates without something spectacular slapping you in the face, right? right. And that's not what happened. Right. And I'm more than welcome that. Honestly, I hope, I hope we can get them on. And I am willing to go back and try. What was it? Was it a slide that we missed? Oh, goodness. Uh, I would have to go there, back and read because we read it like I was sending it to missed. you. Um, I was sending it to you like weeks ago. You were right. probably still actually on the island. Um, so I was like, yeah, we better we better bring up the fact that we're, we're getting some grief on the Big E show. But. Hey, I am ready to go back now. And. Enjoy myself. I am going to take off all my blinders from the Big E and go in and be ready to fully immerse myself in the experience. You know what? Can we hit? I'm going to go twice. What is going on? You're going to go twice. You can convince me to go back with you once on the second time. Here's my proposition to you, Terrence. You go back twice, and on the first time, you figure out what I missed, 
and then on the second time, <laughs> you're gonna be like, okay, this is this is what I think we didn't get. Boom. This person, by the way, and I don't have permission to use their name on the, on the show, so I'm gonna get it so we can talk more about her next time. And in fact, I want to get her on the show. Um, this person said that she would take us. So I mean, oh, I'm I, I would do that all in a heartbeat. In. Yeah, like all she in. said, hey, you show up. I'll show up at the same time, and I will show you why that is such a great place. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> so there you go. All right. I'm ready. So that's, that's the holidays. Let's talk about what's coming up in this new season of uh, The Connecticut Show. And by the way, thank you for coming back, because it's been a while, and um, we are excited about next steps. So we've been talking a lot about this. Very excited about the things to come. Terrence, you go ahead and, and tell our listeners what we're looking forward to in season two. Travis sees me here trying to find these texts. I don't know why he's putting me on the spot, <laughs> y'all. He's like, let me see if Terrence is listening. I got on the headphones, Travis. I can hear. I, oh, shout out. And I do think I have permission to use this person's name. If not, we'll bleep it out when I see them again. But, well, excuse me, before we air this anywhere. But shout out to Tanner. Yeah. My man Tanner from Boston, out of ATL. I met him. We're hoping to have Tanner on the show one day and talk about his experience as similarly being a transplant here to New England. I plan on having a couple other guests here from Mass. And did I say I? I'm so selfish, everybody. Excuse me. We. We plan on having a couple other guests here from Mass, from Connecticut, again, to challenge us and tell us where we get it wrong at. We also have to hit up, again, we just said the Big E again, but also we spoke about doing Casino Town. Yeah. So y'all hear about, hear about, hear about that from us. I'm going to get Travis out on the ocean. I know that makes all y'all mad when I say that, right? Long Island Sound. So anybody who, anybody who hears this, I guess, who's from here, Long Island Sound is not really the ocean. It's Long Island Sound. It is. But it's salt water. And that's what matters. Yeah, no, I think one of the big mm-hmm. things we have is a, is a guest lineup. Last season, we kept saying, oh, we're going to have a guest, we're going to have a guest, and we just never did. Yes. Uh, we have, I have high hopes that we have a, a city council person from the city of, we'll just say the state of Maine. I don't want to give away too much yet. Um, yes. So many people that want to represent New England. We have a guest on the education front. So I'm hoping like for season two, we have some conversations that are not just straight up Terrence and Travis tell you how it is. It's not that we're wrong. It's that I just feel like we need to lend some credibility. Like some people think, oh yeah, yeah, but that's their opinion. Uh, their opinion. And what they're not understanding is we're exactly correct. But until you actually exactly. hear that, until you hear that counter argument and see that it's not as strong as the, the very clear case that we're making, uh, by the way, that makes it sound like we're coming at this from a place of that we don't like New England. It's not true at all. But I do want to slide over the things that we've had issues with and and let someone else speak to that. Yes. Because we do love New England. I do like New England a lot. Yeah. All of that. Yes, indeed. You see, I, I see hearts floating from Travis's head right now. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, a, it's a great, great place. Uh, yeah, I'm look, looking forward, I'm definitely looking forward to the guests from Maine. I you know, gonna be a, I think that's going to be a great one. You know where else I went for the first time ever? Have you been down by Yale? Yeah, New Haven. Yeah, but like specifically in like that area where they, like the Yale campus. Yeah, a couple I mean, of times. 
Oh, well, you just didn't want to talk about it, huh? Uh, it didn't come up. I don't know why we didn't talk about New Haven. <laughs> didn't, think, didn't think anybody would want to know. It's like it's like Hogwarts. It's like the most beautiful. All of the buildings are just bizarrely um, stone, elaborate stonework that that you would think, oh, Ivy League. Uh, yeah, but listen, seventeen hundreds. Also went to Harvard. Sixteen hundreds on this break, me. and I've not seen all of Harvard. And I can tell you that I would say, in in a lot of ways, my heart is in Harvard. Um, a lot of the people that I love uh, go to Harvard, and and there, I have some small connection to Harvard. And um, <laughs> Terrence is like, uh, and and I did spend some time on the Harvard campus with with again um, some really great people who have told me every reason to love Harvard. But if I were just to say architecturally, and th this is probably like fighting words because Harvard and Yale. <laughs> Uh, they are slight rivals. Yeah, right? there's some animosity there. That's what I want to get. I want to yes. get some of these. I want to get a Harvard and Yale person to tell us about this rivalry as we go into these our sports stories or college stories because we got a couple more of those we're going to talk about because we also talked about visiting campuses up here. So we have some campuses to visit, such as Amherst. We want to talk about UMass. We talked about UConn a little bit. We'll get more into that. I guess my heart is at UConn. But I'm not going to tell y'all why. Um, hey, well, yeah, I mean, there's several really good reasons that your heart is at UConn. Yeah. I thought of like the most obvious. And then I, oh, well, no, it's almost almost literally, but definitely yeah. figuratively here at UConn. One of the reasons, too, we are doing this show from UConn. UConn. I absolutely love UConn. Absolutely. Um, but no, your idea of having someone from Yale and someone from Harvard discussing the the pros and cons of each. Because from, from my perspective, again, from a transplant perspective, I went to Yale's campus, and that was just beautiful. I would walk around right. there forever and just always be amazed. It is, it is a work of art. Mm -hmm. um, Hartford, I think, is just a really cool community, but not Hartford, uh, Harvard. Cambridge, you mean? Or this, Cambridge in general, because yeah. like, isn't Cambridge largely just considered Harvard campus? Yes and no. Depends I, on who you ask. Yeah, Fair enough. I would I would imagine a lot of students just consider that whole town Harvard. But mm -hmm. yeah, there's definitely Harvard proper. But I don't know. I've got like one one legitimate experience of really walking around campus and I would not be the expert. But you know who would be is that person that thinks we should go to the big E. <laughs> they are uh they are Harvard true and true. Okay. So let's see if we could get that person and then we need someone to represent Yale on that same show. We can find somebody from Yale, I'm sure. So many listeners from Yale. If you're from Yale and you want to be on that show and you want to represent, uh, please give us a call or hit us up at info at Connecticut.show where we monitor that email very closely. This year in 2023, we do. Yeah. We may have, Things are going to change, y'all. <laughs> we may have hit it a little little slide. So we, uh, Shai, so we got some of your comments a week or two or three later. Um, I'm looking at analytics now. We do have... 18 Yale listeners. Yeah, very nice. 18 listeners down there in New Haven, right? They're all over the world, but 18 Yale listeners. Oh, that, but they can probably tell us. I'm lying. Y'all yeah, know them. <laughs> the analytics actually tell you their, uh, their actual um, alum status. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we just wanted to give you uh, an intro. Welcome back. Season two is here. We have some great guests planned. Uh, we have some. Now we have a Harvard-Yale uh, episode coming up. We're still taking suggestions. If you want us to go somewhere, we have a few field trips planned. And uh, like Terrence said, uh, we may even do one from a boat. 
which would be yes. great. Who doesn't want to hear us on a boat later, all day? Later in the season, but when we can get the boat out there. I'm not wanting to go now. It would be a bit chilly. Yeah. That will probably be in April, everybody, just to be clear. <laughs> if that's the show you're most anxious right. for, yeah. go ahead and put your yeah, countdown yeah. clock on. Tune in. Or, or you know what? It would be it would be a better show if we went out there like tomorrow on the boat. No, no, it wouldn't. I mean, yeah, to maybe, the listeners, to the listeners it might be a little more entertaining. Um, but yeah, so let's let's kind of go over the the list, Terrence. We have one of the best bands in the world, in my opinion, leading us in on this show, Bon Bon Vivant. Yes, and they're going to be at Jazz Fest in NOLA this year. I think that's in March and April. Awesome. Um, they have a they have a great stage. They are definitely someone to seek out. Any reason to go to Jazz Fest in New Orleans is is a good one. Bon 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 Vivant is an excellent one. Go check them out, please. So thank so them. good. Thank them. Yeah, we love them. Um, what else? Possibly Mount Washington. <laughs> By the way, I've been waiting on this moment. Travis thought I was gonna forget. What, we're doing that? I just want to say, yeah, we we got to talk about this because Travis gives me grief. And then he calls and tells me that, oh, yeah, Mount Washington has one of the highest death tolls when people climb it. Yeah, but they let people up the mountain. They're not going to let people up the mountain unless it's safe, at least safe enough. It may have the highest death toll of all the safe mountains to climb. Yeah, I like how Travis tried to put that back. Yeah. The point is, maybe we do Mount Washington. I totally think we should. Oh, and also, but I think I told you we have a... Um, my fears are justified. Your fears are justified. <laughs> All right, when more ahead. people have accidents on Mount Washington than Mount Everest, I think I, I, I'm justified. Now, I would go up Mount Washington before I go up Mount Everest because they do not have a Rainbow Valley on Mount Washington, to my knowledge. But if they do, listeners, please call and tell me if there's like a Rainbow Valley. What um, is Rainbow Valley? Oh, it is terrible. I th- so this came up. I think I told you I watched that. I watched a show about one of those travesties on Mount Everest where there was a ac- hiking accident. All these people ended up dying on the mountain. It was terrible. But it took me down the little rabbit hole. So Rainbow Valley is an area in Mount Everest, which is not in New England, everybody, but follow me, where all these hikers have perished on Mount Everest. But it's at a certain altitude called, I think it's called actually the death zone to where you're so high up, people start getting air sickness and things like that. And more or less, long story short, people die. When people die up at that high of a altitude, they can't get them down up the mountain often because it's dangerous to get helicopters up there. What are we talking about? So, <laughs> hey, I'm just telling you the story. You asked me what Rainbow Valley was. So it's this, it's this area that where it's all these basically bodies and people like what they have on the different colored coats or skis or whatever. And it's just littered with like bodies. And you can see like blue, yellow, pink because people wear all these different things. Uh-huh. And literally... Mount Everest, like you literally can walk through and like kick bodies out the way. That's not me. That's the literature. That is the literature. If Mount Washington, if anywhere on Mount Washington like that, listeners, please let me know. And y'all can tell I'm not a big mountain climber because. No, although you have shown me some great trails. You have shown me some great trails. Those were on hills. 
But hey, maybe I'm out watching the episode. Long story short, Travis gives me grief. I think it's justified. Y'all let me know how dangerous Mount Washington really is. All right. In real time, I get a message back from this person who said they are definitely on the show. They are here to defend the Big E. Uh, her name is Megan, and she will be on our show. One of the other big shout things. Shout out to Megan. Shout out to Megan. One of the other big things, and I don't mean to take away from the fact that there are dead bodies that you could kick on your hike. I mean, that was pretty good. But also, um, one of the other big things is we're going to learn how to use the phones, Terrence. Shout out. Shout, shout out us. To whoever is going to teach us or else figuring it out. Looks like a new phone right here, actually. A new phone. Maybe there's some instructions on it. So uh, we'll have some call-ins. And then also just a reminder, we're here every Sunday at noon live, um, live on WHUS radio. And then if you missed us there, go ahead and hit us up at the Connecticut.show podcast, um, which I guess is just the URL, URL, Connecticut.show. We list all of our podcasts there. Uh, we blog about all of our adventures in spirit. In 2023. In 2023. <laughs> this is another exciting thing about season two. We're actually going to do some of that. Ter- Terrence Indeed. is nodding. Do you Indeed. remember, if you remember the Not. episode where I talked about how Terrence is the heart of the show, like I might produce it, but he's the reason that anything actually happens. Um, we're g- we're going to put that on his shoulders. So if you're seeing anything on the blog, that is all Terrence. And then... Um, Travis is just kidding, y'all. No. Now, the producer, the editor, the the writer. Uh, yeah, Trav. clearly a lot of writing going on in the show. The uh, But yeah, now the blog, Terrence is taking over the website. We just had this announcement. It's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so any of the, the blog and everything that's happening there is on Connecticut.show. And then finally, you can hit us up at info at Connecticut.show if you have any questions, if you have any heartache, if anything we said offended you, or if anything we said was so incredibly accurate that you want to come on because you are a subject matter expert, uh, we would love to have you. Questions, answers, kudos, anything. Let us know. I agree. All right. So with all of that said, we're ending a little bit early just because we're just we're just saying hello. We missed y'all. We missed y'all. We had to get this in. And uh, we're going to end early. But shout out to Bon Bon Vivant. Terrence, any last words? No. I think that's my <laughs> last word. Love y'all. Thank y'all for always tuning in. We appreciate it. Looking forward to season two and spending time with you. Please come spend time with us. Welcome back, everybody.